Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Christian, and Christian is actually with me right now on call, but he is unable to be on a video at the moment. So you guys will be able to hear him. He'll be talking, responding to things that I say. You just won't be able to see him on the video uh, podcast for those who are watching. Um, we both uh, are lacking too much uh, information today, but we're going to try to talk, you know, to the best of our abilities about what we do have. So one thing I wanted to uh, discuss that I saw earlier today was uh, Biden to tout remarkable economic progress of his administration in Pittsburgh visit. And that is an article from Fox News, although there are other articles about this exact same topic. This is the one that I uh, looked into the most and just kind of want to discuss a little bit. Um, I'm going to I'm going to read a few different parts of it here that stood out to me. Um, I'm going to start with uh, the a White House official said the president will discuss the remarkable economic progress we've made over his first year in office, including the quote fastest single year of job growth in American history, the biggest unemployment drop on record, end quote, and the quote fastest economic growth in 2021 in almost four decades, end quote. I, I think that that's, these sorts of things are important for us to think about because it seems like we live in a world now where every single politician kind of does that once they get elected. Like it doesn't, there doesn't have to be a statistic that said, things were doing really poorly before they pull a statistics that says that says they're doing very well. And for that reason, they don't actually have to there in most cases, isn't a comparison even to be made. It's just like, well, compared to no statistics, we're doing great. Or yes, we've been around for millions of years, but the past 30 or 40 or what really make the difference or something like that. Um, here's another one. The president is also expected to highlight the, 367,000 manufacturing jobs created since he took office, which they say is the largest figure in, quote, nearly 30 years. We're making the future in America again with American workers, a White House official said in previewing the president's trip, adding that he will underscore the vital role that the, pre the federal government plays in bringing workers and businesses together and in catalyzing big investments in our industrial base. So I think, uh, again, that's another statistic there, the 367,000 manufacturing jobs. It, Yeah, sure, I guess you could say that he's created jobs or wealth or something like that, but it seems more like the government sort of shut down private businesses for, uh, you know, over and over again over the course of two years in various ways and crippled their ability to actually do anything. And then as soon as they kind of took their boot off of you know the neck of every single person that they have kind of prevented from being able to survive over all this time then they want to you know take responsibility for the great achievements that these companies have had and i mean what are your thoughts on that christian i mean i feel like joe biden is notorious for doing this especially with job numbers i, I don't remember the specifics but he's done something before where he very much like skewed the data to make it look like his year was going much better than it was and like totally ignored like the previous quarter or something. So <clears throat> he does that sort of stuff. And it's pretty obvious that we had a mass economic shutdown 
and that this is not just new job creation. It's just people trying to go back to their jobs. And like, it really just gets old with politicians always taking credit for not only what came before them, but really just like general trends, like in, you know, people know in their lives that stuff sucks and the country is sucking right now. And um, for him to, you know, try to just convince people like his political strategies. Oh, just don't believe your eyes and ears and don't believe that I'm a horrible, horrible president with one of the lowest approval ratings ever. Just here, let me tell you, instead of changing your life for the better, I'm just going to tell you why you shouldn't be concerned about it. And Obama does the same bullshit where he comes out and now his message and has been for years is just, um, you got to keep voting. Like, even if we don't deliver that much, like we're not as bad as the other guys and change goes slowly as he's like hanging out in the, you know, Hamptons or whatever. So fuck Joe Biden, fuck Obama and really fuck Trump too. Cause when he gets reelected in 2024, unless there's a pr- real progressive against him, then he's going to do the same shit. He's going to come in and like talk about how bad Biden sucks and then take full, like, uh, responsibility for everything um so they all do the same thing yeah they all do and uh you know that's another another thing that you mentioned there was the approval rating and um you know it is extremely low for joe biden it was for trump as well um is it is it lower for for uh, joe biden now than it was for trump do you know i don't think it is yet but i think they're pretty similar yeah, I think that maybe they're within the margin of error or something, um, yeah. but they're 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 definitely low. And you know that something that we are kind of experiencing right now, the sort of hype from it seems like mostly conservative groups, but probably some some uh, liberal groups as well. Um, but this sort of fear about us possibly going to war with Russia over the Ukraine. Um, over there, you know, may, you know, the speculation that they might invade the Ukraine. And it seems like, well, I know for sure you and I probably even on this podcast, but definitely, you know, in discussions that we've had over the years have, we were in a lot of fear over the possibility of Joe Biden becoming president just because of his history with, you know, the military industrial complex in general and, you know, his favoritism towards war and things of that nature. Um, and you know here he is he is the vice president now and we have uh we've only had him in office for about a year and his approval rate uh, excuse me his approval rating is so low and now suddenly out of the blue uh, i mean not really out of the blue it does i mean the 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 mainstream news outlets they do tend to bring up russia whenever they don't have anything else to talk about or at least it seems that way but they um so i can't say it's totally out of the blue but i i think that the the real where it really lines up is his approval rating and then this sudden concept of maybe we we are going to have to go to war with russia um and threats from the state department i think there was one article or several articles um you know discussing the state department threatening to um completely demolish or you know, make unusable the pipeline that runs from, you know, X to Y spot. And um, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just want to make sure that I'm not talking to myself here completely. You know, this, this whole thing really to me is just every single time that someone gets elected, um, if they don't do very well, then there's a high likelihood that they sort of deflect in some way from their own poor um, presidency and try to, you know, shift the, you know, focus onto something else that may in turn unite 
in some way or another, everyone in the U S kind of behind them and force everyone to feel like, okay, well, we're going to have to just accept this person because, you know, we're in the midst of a war. We don't have time to focus that much on reelection. You know, it's an incumbent president. You know, we know that this person knows how to do the job and we don't want there to be any sort of weakness in our democracy or our government in the middle of a battle with another nation or something, you know, it's like that sort of belief that that's going to somehow you know, keep everything um, from getting worse. It's the same thing with uh, George Bush, you know. George Bush um, probably, and to some extent, can be pretty thankful that, um, you know, 9-11 occurred because he did win again after that, correct? So, Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was definitely the height of his, like, approval, I think. Yes, I mean, I don't want to – Exactly. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was actually when he first got elected. I don't know. But I think that it definitely sustained him to not want to switch it up and switch presidents in the middle of a – um decade i mean i was a kid back then and so it's hard for me to even as a kid i was like y'all believe this shit like i remember really my dad being like they they hid the weapons and me being like i think you're kind of an idiot and so like i never fell for that even as a child but yeah i think a lot of people don't you know a lot of people felt patriotic and angry about 9-11 and all that but you know the thing about joe biden is well First off, he when he left Afghanistan and we're like, yay, like Joe Biden's leaving Afghanistan. He was so worried about the media taking a hit on him that he's like, well, we got to avenge. You know, remember there were suicide bombers in, in Kabul and eventually yeah. Americans died after a few days of being like, are we really going to get out of here with like zero casualties from Mar- like soldiers? And no, like there ended up being quite a few who got killed. And he was like, well, I'm going to avenge them. And so his response, and this is not actually funny. It's only funny because Joe Biden manages to fuck up everything he touches. His response was to blow up a family, including most of them were children and their father coming home. He's an aid worker who worked for a company based in California, you know, sitting there delivering what he did with his day, his last day on this earth for Joe Biden and the United States blew him up was deliver water to needy people who needed it in a time of crisis in Afghanistan. And then he blew up him and his kids when they came to greet him when he came home. So, you know, this whole thing with them trying to posture and just endlessly screwing up because they want to show how tough they are. It's pretty evil, sick shit. It really is. Um, And it's especially interesting because during the Trump years, there was a big propaganda push, which I think if, you know, now me and you probably wouldn't fall for it. I don't know if if you fell for it even a little bit, but I think I was probably 30% under the trance back then before I understood how propagandic the media was of like, well, it was easy to fall under the trance because Donald Trump is actually a villain. So when they're like, he's hiding phone calls and he really is, you know, trying to hide everything he always does. It was easy to believe like there is something very sketchy about, I mean, it's not just that I believe it. There is something sketchy about Donald Trump calling the president of Ukraine and saying, how about for this military stuff, you get me dirt on Joe Biden or, or whatever. I mean, but they tried to, to this whole time, they've been prepping for this sort of thing because Donald Trump's ultimate sin at the end of the day, aside from being sneaky was that he might be withholding aid to Ukraine. And there was this assumption in the media. That's a bad thing. Like we all know Russia's bad. Ukraine is a rebel against Russia. So of course we have to give them weapons. And now I look back on that. And I think what a propagandized population that was just accepted that like, we're supposed to send weapons to this country. And, um, Anyway, so they've been pushing for this, and that was related to Joe Biden back then. I mean, that was related to their future prospects of Donald Trump and the Democrats knowing Joe Biden was probably going to be their candidate. Now he is their candidate, and he is the president, and a year in, it's still Ukraine gate. I mean, there's now they're, they're sending billions of dollars in weapons to Ukraine, 
And I just want to add one more thing, because most people watching this may just be like, what are we going to war? The truth is that we promised Russia decades ago that we're not going to expand NATO, the, the, the group of countries that's aligned militarily that promises to protect each other. But we weren't going to keep pushing it up to their border. We've lied about that. We have continued to expand NATO around Russia so that a lot of the countries, uh, I, I'm not a st strategist or whatever, so I don't know how many of the countries, but quite a few of them, if not sure. most of them, no, I'm not most surrounding of them. Russia are, are now part of NATO. And we've been trying to get Ukraine into NATO. So what we're doing is we, we, the United States, are once again, as usual, being the bully, even though I know Russia is not exactly run by good people. It's a very corrupt, you know, basically oil state. But like, we're encircling them militarily. You know, does Ukraine deserve independence? I believe in much more democracy throughout the world. I believe in more independence and more autonomy. So, like, I'm not against Ukraine being independent. I'm not against defending our allies. But, like, I'm just saying they've been – this has been a narrative since Donald Trump was president. And it's been connected to Joe Biden since then, too. Yeah. No, it has. And it always will be um, involving uh, – it, it. this will always – affect everybody who the United States has something to gain from possibly. And yeah, I mean, the, the, um, the entire situation with the Ukraine, um, is of course all over the news, but I think what was really strange, um, in my, you know, search for some topics today was there was a, um, it was a clip from CNN and it's called uh this is not going to, let's see if I can get in a, uh, a title with it. It says, this is not going to end well, former Fox. And then, you know, dot, dot, dot. But I, um, I don't have it pulled up. I, this is actually just a screenshot of that article. So whatever, but here, here it is right here. There, here's what was weird about it to me. It says democracy in peril, how far right media is aiding to dismantle us democracy. And it's like on Tucker Carlson tonight, but it's also on, um, on CNN as well. So in this piece, which again is November 11th, 2021, I kind of just kind of lost in my words there. And that was some word salad for sure. But basically on this day, uh, Tucker Carlson was questioning why it is that we are interested in protecting the Ukraine and not becoming friends with Russia instead. And I think that it was weird because he's going on and on about how, you know, why would we pick this country that, you know, they don't have all these resources that we want. Like, wouldn't we want to be better friends with Russia? Ukraine has nothing to offer. They only need things from us and blah, 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 blah. And then I think it was Jim Acosta or somebody else on there uh, on the show. But but anyway, they're they're basically discussing this with him and saying, well, the reason why we would do that is because, you know, the United States, we value democracy and, you know, Russia is an authoritarian government and the Ukraine has leaders who were elected democratically. And so that's why we're always going to pick them. You know, we always want to be on the side of people who um, who want to actively be involved in, you know, choosing who is in charge of them. And Tucker yeah, that's Carlson the history of the United this, States for sure. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Tucker, well, I, and that's the thing. There's two things to say here. One, Tucker Carlson seemed like he acted like he couldn't wrap his head around that. And it doesn't really make sense. And that I, I wanted to bring that up for one, because, you know, Tucker Carlson, he is good at pointing out the flaws and things. You know, I've watched the show many, many, many times and we'll probably see it many more times in my life. 
And every single time that I see it, he does an excellent job usually of completely, you know, calling out all of the issues with everything. But then he pretends like he doesn't understand, like the United States is supposed to defend the freedom of choice. And I know you want to say something about that because they obviously have a record of not doing that. But let us, for the sake of his argument, pretend like that. <laughs> pretend like that is us we are the knights in shining armor that he's pretending like we are um why is it why can't he comprehend that why can't he comprehend that we would that there is a difference between between authoritarianism and actual democracy um but it just goes to show how disingenuous he is which is why i wanted to bring it up he may be right a lot of times about things that he says are wrong with things but when it comes to actual solutions you know he plays dumb unless it kind of fits into his what really is a pretty you know fringe viewpoint most of the time like a pretty i don't know if i would call it far right or what i don't know what i would call it but it's he definitely there's like the undertone of you know, authoritarian, like pro-authoritarianism, like vibe coming from him at all times. And um, so I don't know how valuable it is for you to call out all the issues when your solution to all of them is actually in many cases, if not all cases, worse. Um, but yeah. the other thing that I wanted to point out about that would be the fact that it's a lie to act like the United States has always been on the right side of everything. And that, you know, it seems like they're almost indoctrinating people passively in this context. It's like a, it's like inception, you know, in a CNN clip, you know, like they don't, I'm not sure that they really point out during the clip that that's a clip from a long time ago. Um, you don't notice it till, you know, a little bit into it that, Oh wait, this is dated way before. So they don't really call that out early enough it's kind of already had its effect on your opinion before you realize that it's old you're like oh is this what fox is talking about today oh that was actually three months ago you know like after you after you've already kind of had your mind molded by it everything about it just seems a little off and i think that basically we we do have a president who is very he's very capable of starting another war um or of continuing an old and you know old beef that we had with somebody because it would probably serve the Democratic Party well because think about it I mean 2022 is going to be a bloodbath for Democrats um, I think that Republicans are going to make huge gains and probably you know win the House and um, and flip a couple seats in the Senate enough to win the Senate as well and then I think 2024 is going to come around and they're going to have to deal with the consequences of nominating and electing joe biden as the president of the united states because he is he was already you know old as hell uh so was bernie sanders so were a lot of people on the states but particularly joe biden looks yeah. older. he like he looks like it's like you can barely see his face because liver spots have just started to kind of take over you know you're like <laughs> what is happening when you look at him is you think to yourself is this this has to be elder abuse like someone has to be actually <laughs> you know using him for their own gains and like oh it, it's like that clip in uh happy gilmore you know when uh ben stiller's like screaming at everybody to hurry up and knit his quilts faster you know to meet like his quota like you almost wonder if as soon as he wanders off the stage like that's those are the kinds of scenarios he finds himself in you know he's like can i trouble you for a glass of warm milk it helps me sleep you know and ben stiller's yeah. like you will go to sleep or i'll put you to sleep grandpa joe you know and um 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's not looking good in 2024 is what I'm trying to say. And then you think to yourself, well, maybe, you know, they could run their vice president. I mean, that is typically the way things go. That's a safe bet a lot of times, you know, the vice president becoming the president. But then it's Kamala Harris, like the least likable person who is apparently now so desperate that she's taking um, advice from Hillary Clinton. I, I, I don't. How, how, the advice I, is blame it all on the voters. Tell the yeah. voters they're fucking horrible if they don't vote for you and they're sexist it's and because racist. I'm That's black the advice. And I'm a woman. That's really why you don't like me. And it's like, no, it's because you're just a douchebag. You know, you have you're, the worst personality yeah. ever you're out awful. of any politician yeah. ever. Joe Manchin is like almost more charming than you. Yeah, almost. I it, it would actually. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, she's not exactly some sort of firebrand or anything. She's not rocking the house and you know changing the world or anything in any way she so. can't make it through one interview i mean i'm not kidding like this yeah. isn't like me just without hating on her because i don't like her like, she can't make it through one fucking interview yeah without just the constant laughter that just makes you uncomfortable you just think to yourself that wasn't supposed to be a joke what made you think that it was okay to laugh at it you know? but the, the another thing is um we should continue doing what we've been doing. And no, no, it is time for us to do what we've been doing. And that time is every day or something like yeah. that. It's like, damn. What in a, what a, I, I'm going to go out of my way to see if I can't find the actual video clip of that and put it on here so that way I can click it. It will. Um, Don't go talking like a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine yeah, trying to I run for you. office? I hear you, Charlemagne. I hear you. Yeah. Um, after so, pretending not to hear him, <laughs> after looking at her assistant, be like, "Do yeah, I hear him?" Because yeah, she can't come up with one thought in her staring just to look at her. While someone, just by the way, takes I'm everything sorry. apart in front of you. Yeah, what were you saying? That that aide quit by now. By the way, so like oh, wow. Kamala also can't hold a staff together at all. Her fucking campaign staff didn't like her, and now she can't. She's all she's regrouping. Yeah, she's the restaurant general manager who blames all the employees for her inability to manage the restaurant. Um, she seems like a Chili's manager. I've worked with a lot of really shitty managers at Chili's or on the board lives. Yeah, Chili's she seems on like one of those. Something like that for sure. Definitely a knockoff, like a an, a restaurant that's focused on a food that you know a genre of food for another country, but it's like clearly a knockoff. Like that is definitely yeah. who she. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean just imagine like the shitty managers we've had who make 45 50 55k a year and they're mad because and we've had these both in the restaurant industry they're mad because at the end of the day you're making just as much money as them but you get to take off work and you get to leave and you know they're just stuck there till one in the morning and imagine one of those people having the power to throw people in jail and decide whether or not to overturn court cases. And that is Kamala Harris. Yeah. She's just an average That's kind Kamala. of dumb fucking person who looks good and knows the right people and got close to power. And then like, she's like the world's worst manager. Now she's vice president. She's I mean, awful, man. And you know, and it, it's like, you always hear those like conservatives who don't want to accept the fact that we had a black person in office, you know, who will be like, well, Barack Obama really ain't even black. You know what I mean? You always hear he's people much say better. That. He is much right. better at communicating than Kamala Harris. I think comparing well, those two he, shows, he, well, I mean, they're both for the same shit, but it shows that like Obama was uh, an incredible public speaker. I mean, he was he was yeah. definitely charismatic, and it's just a, a quality that she doesn't have. But she she almost feels like one of those people that you find out was actually like I'm not saying she is white, but it's like one of those people that you find out 
is like the complete like Elizabeth Warren saying that she's part Cherokee and then like you finally get the blood test back and it's like you're for one you're not even supposed to determine whether or not someone's Native American based on a blood test but then secondly okay you've already gotten the blood test so let's look at the results and then it's like point zero zero one percent or something like still even if you did think there was any value in blood tests now that's out the window too it's like you with Kamala Harris it's even worse you know it's like they've completely hinged whether or not you should vote on her on different boxes that she checked. So it's like, okay, you know, uh, black, boom. Woman, okay. Do we have anything else? Indian American. Yeah. Indian, okay. How about, what about anything else? Well, you could also mention Jamaican, you know. It's a subset of something else you've already said, but you could mention that. Okay, Jamaican. You know, Her what own I mean? father is like, no, leave us alone. I want nothing to do with this bitch. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah. he's serious. Yeah, he's like, yeah, she's fake as hell. And then, you know, she's also ran against a Republican who was pro-weed, and, and she took the anti-marijuana stance on. I mean, she clearly is just unlikable no one is going to um take her seriously and so then that kind of leaves everything up in the air for the democrats it's like what do we do now oh well thank god we have some conflict abroad we wouldn't want to you know it, I, i'm not saying for sure that that's going to be their cop out and the reason why they asked for votes but i wouldn't be surprised if it was on the menu of reasons why you could choose to vote blue no matter who again if that because I mean, hey, isn't that what we all wanted is like a reason to wake up in the morning and like really be thankful for the choices that we have and our freedoms and the decisions that we've made? Nothing's going to provide that for you, like voting blue no matter who, you know, huh. riding with Biden. Um, if you don't vote for, you know, Joe Biden, then the Russians are going to make Trump win and then they're going to take over the whole country and we're going to be at war with the Ukraine or something. I don't even know what they would say. But here is one of the things, another kind of faux achievement, I think, of Joe Biden, a smart move on um, in the um, in the life of Justice Breyer. Um, but he is stepping down because he, you know, He's very old. He's clearly old. And they already, you know, we've already seen the Democrats make that mistake once with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, you know, her, them asking her basically to step down, to retire, and her choosing not to, and then dying, and then being able to be replaced by a Republican. Uh, so just to avoid that. What a that, great, great for the country person. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who believed that the Black Lives Matter protesters and the people kneeling during football games should just deal with it and then be grateful. Yeah, do you remember that? I do not remember that. But I, I, what I do know of Ruth Bader Ginsburg is just that she clearly didn't think getting cancer multiple times was enough of a reason to retire and be replaced by somebody who has a similar you know, worldview as her. Um, I'm glad my camera's not on because I'm not allowed to laugh at that. But that's <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like brutal, man. Like, uh, but yeah, like think about your actual, first off, spend some time with your fucking family. If you have cancer three times and think about the country. Yeah. Now we have I mean, Amy what do you Coney think Barrett your place and, is supposed to be? Yeah. It, but I, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out though. Now that a little bit of time has passed, I want to congratulate the Republican party on choosing someone with like three, a three word name that could like almost sarcastically and it almost rhymes, you know, like RBG versus ACB. It's like, it really is like when you think about it, it is the ultimate slap in the face to Democrats because it's like they didn't get to choose. He was forced in. This is right after they blocked um, Merrick Garland or whatever from being nominated under Barack Obama. It was Merrick Garland, right? 
and then they yeah. uh you know they push amy coney barrett through and they pick a woman so that that woman argument couldn't be used you know and then they pick someone that's it, their name almost sounds prestigious when you point out just the letters a c yeah. b you know i, I don't it is hilarious i've yeah. thought about that too and i have to say also <laughs> like they're they're pretty good at presenting her as just like look i'm like kind of a sweet conservative and don't worry i'm not gonna you know you don't have to freak out about me overturning abortion rights or whatever you know like she tried to kind of be just a person who passed through in the media i don't think they tried to make her look like an extremist but the truth is she's part of the legal team and i so is i think uh the other guy that trump not trump put up the um I have to look into this. So I don't want to accuse anyone, but I'm pretty sure two of the people you nominated were both part of the legal team that helped to steal the 2000 election. So Amy Coney Barrett like is actually a sinister fucking figure to be there. And it's just another. Yeah. There, I, I do remember reading a, a little bit about that. I don't know a whole lot, so I won't say much, but I do know what you're talking about. I think I even, I may have even brought it up at some point on the show, but um, but just because I don't remember, I'm, I'm not going to say much because I don't want to say anything incorrect. Uh, one thing I want to say before we get out of here is I stumbled across this sort of list of, of websites, sort of a directory of directories for jobs and politics. And this appears to be more of like the left side of the aisle job. So for anybody out there who's more of a conservative, I don't have a... Um, a resource to give you yet, even though I, I'm sure I will run across one that's more of like a libertarian or something um, that's similar to this. But it's if you're thinking about, you know, doing any kind of work in politics and don't really know where to go or maybe you even went to school and got a degree and just haven't figured out what you could do with it. Uh, check out the the campaign workshop dot com. I have no idea who made this website. For all I know, this is literally Trump's website. I mean, I have no idea. But I've clicked on several of the um, links on it, and it seems pretty legitimate. I mean, most of these pages kind of almost remind you of Indeed, except it's like all political jobs. Um, so it's pretty cool to look at. Um, it's called thecampaignworkshop.com. I mean, you, the whole thing spelled out completely. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that replacing Breyer is going to um, – uh, Stephen Breyer, I think is his name, is going to um, make any real difference overall because I think that there will still be a 6-3 conservative to liberal um, uh, majority in the Supreme Court. But at the same time, it is, it is a, it, it's about time that you know they were able to work that out because it well, would be I mean, embarrassing for them. They definitely want their Democrat to be able to nominate the next person instead of a Republican. But also like there is the theory going around that because Kamala Harris was attorney general, and this is such a joke, dude, but it's an actual possibility. They want to get rid of her. But they don't want to be responsible for getting rid of the first black female president or vice president, but they know she will lose. And there's a theory that they're going to try to put her on the <laughs> Supreme court <laughs> to get rid of her. So that the, and then Hillary is also trying to present herself again so they don't have any good people in mind. All their moves are evil, diabolical chessboard moves from hell. Yeah, and then, you know, but thank God that Joe Biden is finally fulfilling that opportunity to put a first black woman on the Senate, right? That is what he said during one of his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> during one yeah. of the debates. He's like, I'm going to nominate the first black woman of the Senate, you know? And everyone's like, what? 
You don't, you know, so I. <laughs> or space. There was a uh, dog face pony soldier. Yeah, you're a lion dog face pony soldier. Um, every I'd single like time during the profile. campaign that Joe Biden was his Tinder. Pro- every um, every time that. Oops, sorry about that. I actually did not mean to click that button. Um, I was just trying to rest the phone on it, and I guess I put a little bit too much weight on the button. Seriously, but it's just um, a squeaky wheel sound. No, it was like the cricket sound. So I was like, I didn't want people to think that I was saying your joke sucked or something. But it was. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) uh, But you know, it every single time that Biden was kind of cornered by somebody on the campaign trail who challenged him in any way whatsoever he caved or he would say you know hey look here fat how many push-ups can you do you know and like other strange things that you shouldn't say to somebody ever but especially when you're trying to convince the general public to vote for you now i don't know how the hell after that sort of show he was able to still pull you know as many votes as he did but he was able to do it and now that he was um you know he's had a year in office and has accomplished basically nothing uh, the same people who f- put fact check um, little warnings and stuff like that on every single post on Facebook saying, you know, this is not entirely true. Joe Biden didn't tell someone to their face, I don't work for you. Actually, there's context missing, you know, like the same people who jumped to his defense to do that. They're now jumping to defend him uh, in his inability to govern. So uh, here's the headline of one from cnn politics it's not just his fault biden voters look for the president to ease nation's woes and then it has like a little video with it you know so i started watching the video thinking what could possibly what could they possibly show us and i need to do a better job of actually clipping this stuff so that i can click play as soon as i say that um because it really i think it would be a little bit more eye-opening for anybody watching but that as soon as you started off it's like a lady saying well i just don't think that Anybody else in his position could have done better than he did, you know, than Joe Biden did. He, he, you know, the Republicans are going to be mad no matter what. And sadly, that's just the way the world is now. You know, well, you know, there is a little bit of truth in that. That is actually true that that's the reactionary uh, civilization we live in now um, where, oh, you're a Republican. Oh, you must think such and such and such and such and then never listen to anything they say or Democrat in exactly the same way. But at the same time, this I don't think is a time for us to sort of hold Joe Biden in some high regard and say, come on, guys, take it easy on him. You know, he just he didn't mean it. He's really trying, guys. And like just pat him on the back and act like all of this is acceptable. um, His lack of action. That's all Democrats do is try to yeah. point and be like, it's not our fault. I mean, that's what they've done since I've been born, dude. I never understood growing up why I still don't get why anyone would side with the Republicans. But I grew up with people who had, I guess felt so burned by the Democrats growing up and all their policy failures mm-hmm. that they went to the Republican side. I would never say, oh, well, the Republicans are better than the Democrats because they're obviously not. But I, I didn't understand growing up the deep bitterness. I thought, well, maybe if we just had a slightly more liberal government, things would get better. And, and as we exited high school, I don't mean to just go on a rant here, but fine. as we exited high school, there were a lot of just fast things that changed. And it did for a brief moment feel like things were accelerating. And I, I just felt like, you know, oh, yeah, we're heading in a good direction. And I think that once they deeply disappoint you and you realize 
how much they're going to betray you over and over. It's, you know, they're, they're totally inept. They haven't been doing anything for decades, literally. Yeah, they haven't. And then what they have done is mostly been on the wrong side of the, of, of history, um, in their votes. And that includes a lot of people that are held in high regard by leftists and libertarians and people of all different walks of life, you know, uh, Republicans sort of hold Trump to this, you know, he's, he's the greatest thing, thing since sliced bread. He's gotten so much accomplished and yada, yada. But overall, I mean, mostly he just kind of sold us out like everybody else. I don't think that there's a lot of value in, in little tidbits of information like, oh, he didn't accept a salary. He donated it each time. I mean, it's like $400,000 a year. This is a billionaire we're talking about here. This is these things that are, these things are not valuable. When he spends more money traveling to play golf than he gave away from his salary checks um who really cares you know he's definitely winning in the long run you know the whole he United makes people States. meet him at his florida resort instead yeah, of the and, washington and he's like let's go meet and in there florida were even reports at one point i'm not sure if they were true or not but they you know actually probably they aren't true so i don't know how important that is for me to say it but i, I was I read at one point that he actually charged Secret Service for his hotel rooms, like in his hotel that they were having to stay there to watch him at. Um, so if that, I don't know if, again, I don't even know if that's true, but it is pretty outrageous to think about it. Um, I mean, one, where else would they be staying? I mean, they probably I don't know, but rooms. they could have stayed there and not had to pay for it if they're being, you know, they have to watch him just because of his position. But the Independent uh, put out an article, and so did every other news outlet ever about this incident here but joe biden was was taking questions um or speaking uh and he a fox news reporter uh, peter Ducey uh, or douchey i don't know i'm gonna go with douchey because he seemed like a douchebag but he's a fox news reporter he said uh he asked the president um what do you think of and this isn't what makes me think he's a douchebag i actually watched other interviews with him and then i determined that i think he's a douchebag but he walked by the president and he said you know do you think inflation is going to have any effect on the midterms you know do you think that's a big issue the answer obviously is yes um but the president looked at him and said you know something something i forgot what he said but you can hear the the clip clear as day um he said you know, he called him a stupid son of a bitch. And then he looked <laughs> down. He, I mean, he said it right in front of the microphone. He was like, Oh yeah. Is it gonna, is it gonna, he like repeated it back to him in a sarcastic way. And he goes, you're a stupid son of a bitch. And then like looks down directly at his microphone, like no shame whatsoever. His face doesn't turn red or anything like that. Nothing just straight up. Fuck it. Stupid son of a bitch. And I, I, I want to point this out because when Trump did these exact same things, the whole world came to an end. I mean, you would think that the worst thing that could possibly have happened since the, you know, ever happened every single time that he They'd makes be calling it sexist. They'd be like, he yes. said bitch. So therefore yeah. it's yeah. about He's a woman, even though it's a man insulting him who at one point questioned his gender identity and, and so it's almost like a purposely he's insulting, you know, him who identifies with women sometimes or I don't know. I mean, you have no idea what the fuck would have been said or what could have been said. But what you know is that there is a double standard there to act like it's OK for Joe Biden. I mean, not that they're acting like it's OK, but it's just the notion that they would blow this up so much more when it 
it's a Trump thing, you know, which they did on so many different occasions. And with this, it's like, oh, no big deal. Actually, he called the reporter afterwards. He said, I'm sorry. You don't, you know, I didn't mean it like that. And, you know, maybe he did do that. I say stuff all the time that I wish I didn't say, and then I have to go apologize to people for it. So it is what it is. But I'm just pointing out the media double standard, not so much what the guy said uh, to Trump or to Joe Biden or what Joe Biden said back. But again, Actually, yes, that too, because that is what politically correct is for, you know, like being politically correct is meant for these kinds of situations when you're the president of the United States of America, Mr. We're going to bring us all together, you know, we're going to, you know, do all this. And then he's like, you stupid son of a bitch. You work for Fox, you know, it's just like, yes, true, probably is a stupid son of a bitch seemed like it for sure. But definitely as the president of the United States addressing the entire nation, Republicans and, and Democrats basically split down the middle. Um, it's not the time to do that. It's definitely not the time to do that. I mean, I don't even care if he's calling people names. I just wish he would call Joe Manchin a name or like, and I'm not stupid enough to think Joe Manchin alone is the one Democrat who blocked this. They all conspired to make sure nothing happened and that, you know, sure. that nothing has been passed yet, but like, if he has all that energy, which he's shown recently in a couple of different ways when he like called out Trump and was like, you lost. I mean, he can't even give a good speech. His way of giving a forceful speech is to sound old. He's like <laughs> 7 million votes. And like his voice is just like, you know, you know some thing. people sound forceful. Like Bernie's like, blah, 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 blah. like Joe Biden's way of sounding forceful is just to raise his voice because he's not a good speaker. But anyways, he never uh, has been either. I mean, he really has always been an awful speaker. I, I saw this clip the other day, and it was of uh, um, Robbie uh, Robin Williams, and he was making fun of Joe Biden in like 2006 or something like that. Like this old stand-up set talking about how Joe Biden's like incoherent. He's he's like the grandpa that you know who's hasn't gotten his meds just right yet, you know. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, you know. Uh, this is this is common knowledge and they still propped him up so what what who do they have to blame but themselves when things blow up in their face this year and in two years uh one other thing that i talked about or that we t spoke about i can't remember when i actually brought it up but it was it was um i think it was just me and it was about something Sauger posted on instagram about the the m&ms characters are you familiar with what i'm talking about oh yeah they're woke now yeah. So they're changing their shoes. You know, we need block heels on the, uh, you know, one of the lady M&Ms and then another guy's got some, you know, stress or anger issues. He's going to get those addressed. I don't know if that means he's going to, the M&M's going to go to therapy and get meds or well, I'm not really sure what that. What meds that meant. or M&M's yeah. in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. They just start passing out like lore tabs and Percocets, but they're just M&M's, you know, um, but the, you know, Basically, Sagar posted this thing about how they're, they're, you know, super woke. You know, they're woke as fuck. I mean, the wokest candy maybe ever. Um, they're actually gendered candy, but pro a lack of gender. Genderification. I don't know. I don't. What, what's the word for that? What's the if, you know, fication? I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I don't know, but I will say this. You, I do. Are you headed in the direction I think you're headed? Yes, about the human rights um, yeah. case against yeah. them. So, yeah, please speak on it. Go ahead. Oh, no, I don't. I'm not an expert on it. I just thought you were going to blow right past that. I'm like, no, no, no. We got to mention the child yeah, slavery. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that uh, here's the the uh, headline of the article. 
um, with the Guardian. So for those of you who want to go read it, uh, Mars, Nestle, and Hershey to face child slavery lawsuit in the United States. And I believe that predates the wokeness of the M&Ms, correct? Yeah, and I remember reading about this when it came out. This has been... Yes, so it's been a minute. Um, And when I was reading... Basically, there are a handful of people that are the rep- you know, they're representing like tons of people who have been forced to work for free or for basically nothing to farm cocoa or something and uh, in the Ivory Coast. And, you know, they have brought this lawsuit to major manufacturers of candy in the United States, like Mars, Hershey, Nestle, which are all mentioned in the headline. Um And so I think this is just another moment for us to kind of just sit and think about how hypocritical all of this is, you know, how crazy it is to think that we're supposed to care about someone's pronouns or their, you know, gender identity, which can swap from day to day. And we're not actually certain what, you know, any of it means or what it could change to from one moment to another. Um, What is acceptable and stuff like that. Like those are the things that we're supposed to be spending all of our time focusing on. Um, the shoes that a type of candy wears in a cartoon, like in an animated photograph of the candy to sell that is made just to sell more candy. Like that's what we should be focused on rather than, you know, glaring violations of human rights um, specifically towards children to produce the products that those shoes on the candies that are meant to advertise are, you know, advertising. Like that just seems to be blows my mind, but it's the, it's the way it is with everything. You know, we take the side of people like the FBI and the CIA on every single, you know, event that occurred in American history, basically in our history books. So, you know, we always take their side with everything, but we ignore the fact that they have just put out not too long ago and I'll never shut up about it. A CIA recruitment ad, about a woman who's got generalized anxiety disorder and she's you just every single <laughs> every I'm a cisgender such and such like every adjective that you could think of every woke ass adjective you could possibly think of like we're supposed to take their side on every single topic ever since the beginning of time but they are straight up using the vocabulary that we all know is part of something else to try to push their like, come get a job at the CIA. We also care about what kind of shoes M&Ms wear, you know? And I don't think that that is the correct way to go about bringing any sort of positive change to this world, future generations and the generations that are already here. That's not going to help any of us focusing on the specifically aesthetic um, aspect of every single thing and not what it actually stands for. But that's really all I have for today. Um, I feel like I've had, I feel like Joe Biden. I actually feel like burnout and like I'm, I'm was having trouble completing sentences this entire time. So I'm, I'm deep sigh of relief that I have nothing else to say. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we get out of here? No, I think you got it covered, man. Made some good points. Well, I enjoyed it. Um, sorry again that he's not on video today. Uh, it doesn't really matter, though, for everyone listening on audio. He's been here the whole time. Um, if you're on YouTube, click subscribe. And then after you click subscribe, uh, click that little bell and then click all. So you actually get notified when a new video comes out. 
And please, wherever you're at, please click that thumbs up. Click the five stars if you're on uh, Apple Podcast, if you're on Spotify, which now also allows you to rate it. Please give us that five stars. And most importantly of all, share this with others. Uh, Me and Christian, neither of us are in the position financially to be able to pay for advertising, but we wouldn't need it if everybody who watched this shared it with somebody. So please do that for us. And thank you for tuning in. It's always uh, awesome to do this. I always enjoy it. And I believe Christian does too. We 